Hey, this is Sean Tepper, the host of Top Stocks, a podcast where I provide quick tips on investing without the fluff. This is a no-nonsense, to-the-point podcast where my goals help you make more confident decisions in the stock market. Let's go. Here are the top five stocks to buy and hold for the long term. These are actually five stocks I hold in my portfolio. Let's dive in. Number one would be Microsoft. So jumping into ticker, Microsoft has a 78 out of 100. That's a really high score. It's not on sale, it's watch. The reason is that margin of safety, we like to see 50% or higher. I'm not too alarmed by this. With the next few earnings reports, we should see that number change. But I am looking at that score. This tells us overall strength, the financial strength of the company is looking really good. Also with Microsoft, they have one of the strongest business models on the face of the planet, if not the strongest. And the reason is they have a big balance between different revenue streams. For example, they have a lot of B2C SaaS, B2B SaaS, as well as a lot of other companies that are generating revenue and really roll up to the Microsoft umbrella. Um, so with that in mind, jumping into B2B, this is the enterprise SaaS revenue. So keep in mind with enterprise SaaS, you think of big businesses, they're usually paying Microsoft hundreds of thousands of dollars on up to millions of dollars per year for some of these products. Those include Microsoft Office 365, Dynamics 365, which is a CRM and ERP, and then Azure. Then on the B2C SaaS side, this is a product you and I can buy. It's just, you can literally go to Microsoft and pick up a license of Office 365 for yourself. So there's a lot of revenue generated there. Then they have Xbox, Surface, and other hardware products. And then they own about 200 different companies. Some of those companies include LinkedIn, Activision, and GitHub. Now, in another video, I talked about Microsoft owning Activision. I should clarify, they're in the process of buying. The, the acquisition hasn't been completed yet. There's a lot of hoops to jump through, but um, it looks like this could happen in the near future. So it essentially just one out of 200 different revenue streams that are making money for Microsoft, which is great. And another detail to pay attention to with Microsoft, this is not the main detail. I would say that meaning that that business model is the key reason I really like Microsoft, but their investment in open AI has been quite impressive. There's two reasons why. Um, I looked up some of the demo videos regarding Copilot and the way this tool can create PowerPoints for you or write emails or even complete Excel calculations automatically is quite impressive. And then they also are incorporating OpenAI with Azure, that enterprise product, to really make the usability with engineers and, and other cool stuff a lot more efficient. So there you go, Microsoft at the top of the list. Number two would be Palantir. So jumping into ticker, we can see Palantir has a really solid rating. It's on sale, score is 61 out of 100, which is pretty good. But then margin of safety, that upside potential, 90% showing where the share price can go. Some of the other reasons I really like this business is the business model itself. Kind of like Microsoft, this is an enterprise product. Palantir doesn't have as many revenue streams, not nearly as many as Microsoft, but they have really two segments. They have their, their corporate, their enterprise, and then they also have those government contracts. And with that, this business model, 
they are charging customers a lot of money. It's usually annual prices, kind of like what I talked about with Microsoft. They can be charging you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars on up to millions of dollars per year for the data analytics platform. And keep in mind with Palantir, this is not just a software product. This is also, it's coming with a consulting team. Some people say like, hey, Palantir is a consulting company. It's not. This is very common for enterprise software businesses. They have their product, their actual platform or product, and then they bolt on a team of people that go with it. And those people are there to support. You could call them account executives or salespeople, customer service, whatever you want to say. Um, but in this case, they are there to help the customer along the way, answer questions, improve the product. And when the customer starts having questions or some complaints about the product, this is a great opportunity for them to get ahead of situations where, you know, customers might start complaining. How can the product get better? And that's when that team can say, hey, how can we make this experience better for you? And that prevents those customers from churning or otherwise leaving. So in summary, that's number two, that's Palantir. Moving on to number three, which would be Apple. So jumping in a ticker, we can see this stock is on sale. The score is 61 out of 100. Margin of safety, 75%. Similar to Palantir, really solid upside potential in this stock as well. And here are some of the reasons I really like this company. They have a really strong product mode, that iPhone, the MacBook, the iPad. These products really stand out over and above a lot of different hardware products out there. I know those of you who usually switch to Mac, you usually don't switch back. I, I was really late to the party. I think I switched to iPhone like a year or two ago, recently switched to the MacBook Pro. My question was, why didn't I do this sooner? They really do a great job on the products and they charge a premium for them. Um, and of course, over time, every year, they're coming out with new releases. So the product moat is really impressive. Apple also has a services segment, which is 20% of revenue. And that's a great place to be because this part of the business, you're not selling a physical product. So you don't have any like aluminum or plastic or rubber going into the manufacturing process is just, it's like a SaaS product, online services, reoccurring revenue. Some of the products within include Apple Card, Apple Pay, Apple Care, and advertising. So that's Apple at number three. Number four would be Fortinet, cybersecurity. So jumping into ticker, we can see the stock is watched, score 72 out of 100, margin of safety is 0%. This stock would be on sale if that margin of safety was greater than 50%. Just a quick uh, little key here. We like to see stocks that are on sale. That means the score and the margin of safety are both greater than 50. I'm gonna give a pass here on that margin of safety, similar to Microsoft. We should see earnings reports coming out here in the near future. As the EPS continues to increase, we should see that margin of safety increase. But 72 out of 100 shows a really strong overall strength of the stock. Now, other reasons I like this company, cybersecurity is very sticky, kind of similar to Palantir and Microsoft did that B2B SaaS side. There are companies out there, they're not going to try a cybersecurity company for like a month or a year and then switch to another. It does not work that way. Usually when you secure a customer, you're securing contracts, enterprise contracts that can be three, five, seven, sometimes 10 years 
or longer. Cybersecurity, you're protecting a lot of sensitive data, and it's something that's it's a necessity. It's not optional. And I really like that with companies. It's kind of like insurance, especially here in the States. It's like you have to pay homeowners insurance, and in most states, you have to pay auto insurance. But anyway, cybersecurity, every company needs it, especially big businesses. And that's where those contracts can be hundreds of thousands of dollars on up to millions of dollars per year for just one customer. And then some of their biggest customers, I want to point this out, include Siemens, Batteries Plus, Dole, Alaska Airlines, Caterpillar, Lexmark, and Rollins. Let's take a quick commercial break. Do you want free access to a ticker course of your choice? There are two ways to do this. Option one, if you use an iPhone, we're looking for a Top Stocks podcast five-star review. Simply go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Option two, if you don't use an iPhone, then you obviously can't use Apple Podcasts, which means we're looking for a five-star review on Ticker. Simply go to the Ticker homepage, just go to ticker.com, look for the Trust Index logo, it's right at the top of the site. Click the logo and you can either leave a review on Trustpilot or Google. Now, in order to get free access, you need to send us a screenshot. So please take a screenshot of your review and send it to support at ticker.com. But again, you can either leave a review on the Top Stocks podcast or on Ticker itself. We'll pick a new winner every week and send a coupon code so you can gain access to a course of your choice. Okay, back to the show. So that's number four, Fortinet. And number five, last but not least, is Alphabet, Google. So jumping into ticker, we can see this stock as a watch, scores 44 out of 100, margin of safety of 61%. The stock would be on sale, of course, if that score was 50 or higher. So it's really close. The reason is advertising spend has been down for companies like Meta, Facebook, and of course, Google and YouTube. But as the economy starts to really take off here, we have seen inflation drop to 3%. And now the stock market's really starting to take off. This is after a year and a half of being in a bear market, things are going to start opening up. So that means more businesses are going to spend more on advertising. So that's a good place to be for you investors out there in Alphabet and of course in Meta. All right, jumping back into Alphabet, some of the reasons I really like it. The meaning, I would say out of all the companies out there, Microsoft is the strongest business model, again, because of the wide range of revenue streams, especially those highly scalable revenue streams. A close second, I would say, is Alphabet. They have highly scalable revenue streams and a lot of companies within, which we'll touch on in a second. So those of you that know me know that I really like SaaS business model, software as a service. You also have platform as a service and then infrastructure as a service. Very similar revenue models where your customers are paying a set fee per month. Of course, the customers can keep paying more, but there are two business models that I'd say are more scalable than SaaS, and that would be advertising and payment tech. So with advertising, you have customers that are spending money on ads. Think about it like within YouTube or Google or even Facebook, they can pay a thousand bucks one month and then they can keep dialing up that amount every month. So there's really no limitation. SaaS can have limitations. A customer like they're paying the same fee every month, but advertising, there's no limit. And when you times that against tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of customers, that's when the numbers get really big. And that's the case with YouTube and Google advertising. That's a great place to be, highly, highly scalable business model. I mentioned payment tech. Think about companies like PayPal or Square, um, Coinbase, the list goes on. But when you create a tech 
business that comes in between the buyer and seller and there's transaction fees and those customers can keep buying every month without limitation, similar to advertising, that's when there's no limitation. It's just the numbers can go through the roof. So in this case, Google has a powerhouse advertising engine. And as mentioned, the last year and a half, businesses have slowed down a little bit. Well, that's about to change. Another thing to keep in mind too is, and this is why I put Google or Alphabet number two behind Microsoft as um, second strongest business model on the planet. The reason is they own about 200 companies as well. Some of the companies include Fitbit, Android, and YouTube. So there you go. There are the top five companies to buy and hold for the long term. These are companies I hold, and I have no intention of selling anytime soon. I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. What are some of your favorite stocks? If you like this video, go ahead and hit that like button. If you want to see more like it, hit that subscribe button. And if you want to learn more about investing and see stocks like you saw here today, go ahead and check out Ticker. You can just join with a free trial. And we'll see you in the next video. Bye for now. Hey, I'd like to say thank you for checking out this podcast. I know there's a lot of other podcasts you could be listening to, so thanks for spending some time with me. Also, if you have a moment, could you please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review? The more reviews we get, the more Apple will share this podcast with the world. So thanks for doing that. And last thing, if you do hear any stocks mentioned on this podcast, please keep in mind, this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Please do not make a buy or sell decision based solely on what you hear. All right, thanks for your time. Talk to you later. See ya.